a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Thank you for listening to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast with Jeremy Albrecht. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. It's been uh, it's been a good run, and uh, always appreciate the download. So. Fly Racing, please check them out. The new Formula Helmet is out, everybody. Yeah, very excited. Uh, it's absolute total uh, head protection uh, helmet. The Adaptive Impact System, AIS, is a high-performance ecosystem of structural design and en- energy-mitigating materials. Uh, yeah, they've actually got uh, some really cool technology involved in this helmet. Uh, cone head technology, expanded EPS, carbon fiber shell, uh, flyracing.com for more information on the formula. Please check it out. Also, too, thanks to Maxis, MXST, AJ Catanzaro running the MXSTs right now out in Supercross. Uh, Privateer Proven is uh, the MXSTs right now. Also, too, developed by Jeremy McGrath. So remember that. Jeremy McGrath uh, developed these things. So they've got to be good, right? Alpine Stars, the Tech 10, the most advanced boot in motocross today. Check out the redesigned boots right now by used by many of the Alpine Stars athletes, including Justin Barsha and Eli Tomac. I love the Tech 7s. If you're not into the booty boot, please check that out. And uh, the Bionic Neck Support System, A4 Chest Pro, all part of the Alpine Stars uh, family. And you know the name. You know the quality that they've provided you over the years from way back in the day to now. All right, let's get into this uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Jeremy Albrecht, JGR team manager. Talk a lot about this year with him, a lot about the different riders on the team, but also some things going on with title sponsorship for them. And also we dive into some Stu stories because, of course, I would dive into Stu stories, right? All right, here we go. Here's my interview with Jeremy Albrecht. And now, as promised on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, uh, a guy that uh, I've done one of these with him before a long time ago, but thought it would be uh, really cool to uh, dial him up and talk to him again about some current stuff, and maybe we'll dive back into the day. One of the best guys in the pits to talk to, the JGR MX team manager, Jeremy Albrecht. What's up, J-Bone? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You know what I mean by one of the best guys to talk to in the pits, especially from the media point of view. Why is that? Because I tell you whatever you want to hear. <laughs> because you're honest. <laughs> because you're always honest. You, you, sometimes, try. sometimes like That's to your own, yeah, sometimes to your own detriment. You know. <laughs> uh, it's yep. it's uh, it's a fantastic to go up and, and and ask you a question because you'll be like, well, I shouldn't tell you this, but this is what's going on. You know, and then you just kind of tell us. 
<laughs> I wouldn't tell you if it was a secret. There's really not that many secrets. That's no. what I laugh at. Right. Everyone thinks there's secrets. There's really not. <laughs> right, right. Um, not that many secrets. Yeah, I know anyway. there isn't, right? Um, well, let's get started, I guess, a little bit here. Uh, let's recap the, the season a little bit. So, obviously, the Chad Reed thing that went on, um, you and him, you, you and him, the team and, and him were going back and forth. He wrote Indiana for you guys. Uh, there wasn't uh, a title sponsor there, so it was a little bit of late going, but it, it ended up working out. So far, four races in, he's been okay on the track. There's been some highlights, but what's what's it meant to the program off the track? Uh, have you been amazed at the fan support and the amount of uh, attention given to him um, and the team since he's joined? Um, I mean, I expected it, really. I mean, even when we were parked by him last year, he did it on his own. He had long lines. and mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the fans love him. I, I knew that part, but yeah, all that's still there. I mean, that's one of the things that made it obviously interesting when he wanted to talk to us. But we were just in a, you know, not the best spot mm-hmm. as a team. And actually anyone in this sport is tough. Like, you can only have so many riders. So at the time, you know, we were pretty full. But I did tell him, you know, we were looking for a title sponsor. So things work out and I could hire you. I'd like to. Mm-hmm. I just need to figure out how to make it work. And Coy liked him. So we were just kind of waiting to see what would work out. And he was also trying to help. He had some Mm -hmm. old contacts that he thought maybe he could pull together and he wanted to race at least this year, Supercross. So we figured we'd try to help each other. And that's really what we did. And yeah, in the end it worked out, not how we all thought, but right. Yeah. He's here and And, he's been helpful. And what do you think so far? Yeah. What do you think? What do you think so far? Good. Definitely. You know, I, you know, I've always heard stories of Chad, but it's been it's been great. Mm-hmm. It's been super cool. I think that he's actually in a good spot in his career that he's enjoying it a little more than he probably did in the past. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's been good. He, anything we ask him to do, he does it. Result wise, you know that fifth and that uh, third main at Anaheim was really good. Uh, last week he was riding really good. He's had a few heat races that are good. Hmm. But overall, I mean, it's tough because, you know, I think with some good starts, we would see more of what he has. We just need to keep getting better starts. Ours were better last week, but we still need better starts. And Hill, obviously, he hasn't done what he's capable of yet either. It's kind of kind of a bummer because he's way better than what we're yeah, seeing. Yeah, I've been waiting on him, man. Honestly, I've just been waiting, you know. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's frustrating because he's, he's good, and right. he hasn't showed it at all. No, Like, he showed it, I guess, in uh, practice. That's really it. Yeah. When you uh, Weston Pike obviously rode for you guys a long time. He had that injury in Paris, uh, and it's I think it's safe to say his career is in jeopardy. We don't know if he's ever going to race again. Um, and for you guys, as as long time uh, team for him, do you just say, "Hey, man, we're here for you. Whatever you need, we'll, we'll you know we'll help you out," and and just you know let us know how you're doing. I mean, you, there's no much else you guys can do. It must it must suck a little bit to just be helpless a little bit while you watch this guy that you know has ridden for you for years and his family uh, struggles with this. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, you know, it's obviously tougher for him because he's uh waiting too. That's the hardest part is he doesn't you know, he doesn't really know what the future holds, but he obviously wants to race and he's working hard to be ready to race. But it really is just yeah, waiting. Yeah. Waiting to see if uh, his eyesight comes back and everything. But you know, really like I I'm happy that he's healed up as good as he is at mm-hmm. the moment. Yep. You know, he could at least live his life. No problem. He's not 
really nothing there. He can do. Yeah, you know, he might not be able to race a motorcycle, but he could do everything else. Yeah, and then hopefully he is able to race race a motorcycle and do what he wants to do. But you know, I, I think that he's going to be good enough that he'll be okay. And you know, his dad obviously is awesome. His mom, they're all cool. You yeah, he's going to get married here soon. So right, a lot of good things still ahead for him. And yeah, we're. You know, yeah. we kind of well, I haven't really figured out outdoor yet because I'm kind of just waiting to mm-hmm. see what what happens because it's really unknown. It could be come back in a week, can come back in a year, it could come back never. We don't, yeah, don't really know. So, yeah, we're just waiting to see and not really gonna yeah. plan too far out till we know. Well, that was my next question. So outdoors, maybe the two two. Hey, Chad, you feel good? You want to do outdoors? <laughs> uh, I guess we'll see, right? But um, that that could be something that could happen. Yeah, there's. I mean, I would I would say, you know, there's. He, I did ask him before. He would ride outdoors. Um, obviously, the deal probably needs to be a little better. Yep. Than it is now to ride outdoors, a little more work. Um, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what we want to do or not yet, and I don't know that that's what he wants to do yet. Let's get through. Right. A little more, a few more supercrosses, and yeah, I was hoping Weston will heal up and he'll be back. But not really. Yeah, not really focused on. Outdoor, obviously, we need to turn our results around in Supercross. Yep. Um, first, how much pressure do you feel as a manager? We, we've, you know, we follow other sports, and managers often get blamed for for you know things that they have no control over. And in our sport, it doesn't work like that. I mean, you know, you, you guys have an awesome facility, you have an awesome team. Um, you know, you have great guys working on suspension and motors and everything else. But I mean, some of that, I don't know how much Coy talks to you about that. I mean, how much does do you? How much over the years do you bring that home with you as far as riders underperforming? Or does it – do you just kind of feel okay because you know you're doing everything you can? Like, I don't I don't know how that works. As a mechanic, when I was wrenching, I was like, hey, man, the bike didn't break. Like, I would like to do better, but I did my job. The bike worked fine. And, and I mean, I don't know if that's a jerk attitude or not, but that's kind of how I took it. Like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't feel heat from a rider underperforming. I felt like – we're, he's got a job and I got a job and hopefully it works out, but I did my job. Yeah. I definitely take it home more now than I did as a mechanic. Do you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, uh, and now like it's more, you feel more responsible for everybody, not just before it was only the rider of the bike. That's all you need to care about. As long as your bike was done. Yeah. You did your job. Like you, you always had like off time. Like now I don't feel like I ever have that. Like I'm always, you know, thinking about something, mm-hmm. worrying about something. Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're trying to, you know, especially because you're dealing with sponsors a lot too. So yeah, we're trying to still get all that. Which even if even when that was, you know, I'd say we had more last year. It still is something you're always working on. It never ends. Yeah, and everyone's all you know shocked and all these things about our team. But I mean, if any team had any sponsor pull out, they'd probably be in worse spot than we are. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a great spot to be in, and obviously don't plan on being here long. <laughs> but I mean, if any, if you know, Kawasaki had Monster pull out, Rockstar pulls out a Husky. Oh yeah, Red Bull pulls out a. It's it's a hit on everyone. I mean, if it, they pulled out of any any of those pulled out of our sport, it would hurt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for us, we just need to keep, you know, working on sponsors and trying to make it make sense. I mean, the good thing about Koi is. It doesn't have to make a profit. He's never pulled one dollar out, mm-hmm. so I don't have to make it make money. I just need to make not lose money. Yeah, and that's the problem I'm in now is we're actually going to lose money. So that's why 
you hear Coy a little more vocal than well, normal. Yeah, so so <laughs> I'm taking it. Well, let's get to that in a second. But talking about yeah. pressure, you sound like you feel pressure to get title sponsor and make current sponsors happy to keep investing in the team more so than rider results on a Saturday night. That's more, more, yeah. I mean, they, they both are pressure well, for yeah, you, but that's more of that it. is the pressure. Yes. Right. The results. Yeah. I'm bummed and I want them to be better. Right. We all, we, as a team, Foy and myself, David, we all know every year who we're talking to, where we think we'll be. Obviously when we hired Stewart, we thought he would do way better than he did. Mm-hmm. He did win. He didn't win enough, but when we when we did that, we realized spending the money does not bring the sponsors. So right, that doesn't right. do anything. Yeah, all that we actually lost more sponsors when we had him than we gained. <laughs> so not not all you know it wasn't all just because it was him. It yeah. just is the way yep. it goes. Yep, yep. So we had we had Muscle Milk. He brought Red Bull, so we lost Muscle Milk. Mm-hmm. He had a shoe deal, so we lost our Etnies deal. We had a gear deal I had to get out of a year early because so, he had a gear deal. Mm-hmm. So we got rid of all these things that, you know, now, obviously it's easy to look at now and say, I wish we wouldn't have done it. Yeah. But we all talked about it. We needed to step up our our team. And then that gave us, that was the first year we went, we were the Yamaha factory team. Mm-hmm. So we signed a three-year deal. So that was what we wanted as a team. And then. You know, I think we, we had Millsaps at the time. He got second in the series, which wasn't terrible. And then we were trying to redo our deal. We need it because the way they did our deal, there's an A and a B-level guy. Mm-hmm. Millsaps just got second, but they weren't considering him an A guy. Yeah. He's a B guy still. And we're like, that doesn't make any sense. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. he ended up leaving. And then, yeah, I think our next big guy we had was Barsha, which he won a few races but didn't really do what he was Supposed to do, but that was more probably injury, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he never. Until the end, he got bummed at the end. The thing it went, kind of went bad, but um, yeah, he looked. Yeah, he, that's he, the, he, the he hardest saw... part. Like all these guys, it's just so hard to keep them happy. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they all you know when they're happy, they obviously you know a lot of things have to line up. It's not just that either. It has to be. You know they're training hard. They don't get injured. Mm-hmm. They like their bike. They like their mechanic. They there's all these pieces. So if one little thing's out of whack, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't work. Yeah, so, it, it, it's you're absolutely right. It really is that way. Um, and it, and it could be. I mean, like even Jason Anderson, he's on the same team, same everything, and mm-hmm. he is doing totally different than he did last year. Yeah. Like yeah. What? Why is that? It's just the way it goes in our sport. You don't know. That's the hardest part. You can have the most money. And go buy whoever's winning at the time. That doesn't even mean they're going to win. No, the guy could get injured. The guy could not win. You just spent all this money. So ever since we had those guys, our new thing. Obviously, we're not chasing a guy. We we pay what's fair. Yep. We don't go chase a guy and spend a bunch of money unless they want to be here. We did try to hire Ryan Dungey when he went to KTM, mm-hmm. but he. You know, he didn't come here. We've always tried. It just doesn't always work. And again, you know, there, there's a lot. Of, everyone goes after the same guys. So it's not as simple as, hey, let's yeah. get that guy. So when we, when Coy and myself and David, we all talk about it, we kind of know where we're at. Obviously, we would like Hill to do better than he is. Mm-hmm. Cause he, and he's capable. 
he wasn't capable, and we're like, oh, 14th is uh, the spot we think he's going to get, we'd all be okay. Yeah. Yep. That's not what spot he's going to stay. He will get better. I don't know what his deal is yet. <laughs> Hopefully he turns it around here pretty quick. I just think I think the sun and the moon and the stars all have to be aligned, and he'll he'll kill it. It does for him, and I knew that. Like we all knew up front that he was going to have tracks he does good at, days he does well, mm-hmm. days he doesn't. He's a rookie. It's, we expected it. We didn't think he's going to come out and kill it every race, but I do I do believe he is going to do well. Yeah, I just you know I don't know what race that is. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did. Yeah, yeah. Wish it, get it rolling. Because then, once it gets rolling, these guys all they get confidence and it and it starts rolling. But it takes, you know, it takes some things aligned that day. A good start. The track, just something they really like riding. Um, it yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, yeah. It's interesting. You've taken. Yeah, you guys have. You've spent some money. You've taken some swings. Uh, you've missed uh, on a few guys, and it's interesting to hear that. You know, you guys have maybe switched your philosophy a little bit, and going forward, we'll see how it goes. Now, Coy Gibbs gave an interview to Racer X that was, I mean, Coy doesn't say a lot. You know, he, you and I both know him pretty well. You better, obviously. And he basically said, you know, hey, it's tough. I can't get a sponsor, and we can't get a sponsor, and you know, this is not a good for our sport, and and this and that. And it was a really revealing interview. I I've yeah. been saying and yelling on my shows for weeks that. I'm really scared when JGR, who has absolute a powerhouse NASCAR team and can get a meeting with any Fortune 500 company that they probably want. They can get a, a meeting. Uh, they know somebody to talk to. And they can't get a sponsor for a motocross team that, that is well-funded, well does well, uh, is very successful. You can, you can have a B2B NASCAR connection if possible, if somebody wanted to do it. Like, man, I'm scared that... I can't believe you guys can't get somebody to sponsor our sport. When you look at our demos and we're on live TV and the pit presence and everything else, it's it's not good for our sport, man. Yeah, I I agree to a point. I mean, it's it, it I do like that we are on a sport that's growing. Our TV ratings are good. All that is good. So that is the part why I'm excited about it. The hardest part is you have to be a fan. So unless you have a fan high enough high enough up in a company that's willing to do this, that's the thing. And and we, we can't figure out, are we in the the numbers that are too low for people to care? Yeah. Or, you know, that that's the thing, because it seems like the NASCAR thing, I mean, it's getting harder also. Yeah. But yeah, the NASCAR, you know, when you, when you say it's this kind of money, it almost gets the attention of that it's a legitimate deal, and maybe ours is under that. That they think it's it's maybe it's not high enough that they don't it isn't a good deal. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't really figure out why we're not. We're getting. We are talking to a lot of people. We do have, you know, again these B two B angles that we're doing is how I think we will be able to make it. We leverage all the sponsors on the car side, and we all help each other. That's mm-hmm. really how how it really is going to work. So without all that, it would be tough. Um, so I don't know how other people even do it. Honestly, it's got to be pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, it's. But you know, the good thing, you know, if you're, you know, some of these other manufacturers, so far, they they are willing to just spend whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't know how long that's going to go either. Because the bummer is our sport is growing as viewers, but it's not growing as riders. No, it's bad so right now. I know all these. Yep. Yeah, like all these. You know, we need more kids to ride and more families to go riding. It doesn't necessarily have to be racing. Mm-hmm. We seem to ride. Yeah. So, do, you, do you feel it like... It seems like there's stuff, you know, popping up a little bit, but not enough. We still need more. Do you feel like, uh, and 
let me know if I'm. I feel like this e mountain bike stuff. I know people are mm-hmm. scared of it for taking, you know, maybe some people off motorcycles. I see it the other way that maybe it gets people going into motorcycles as it's the next step. Maybe they have so much fun, you know, putting less effort and having so much fun on an e bike that they want to take it to the next step. I don't know. I I feel like when you're talking about getting people on motorcycles, that maybe the e bike thing will uh, will work. Well, I think it. I think it works for the kids. I mean, the kid e-bikes get them excited about it. Probably gets them onto a motorcycle next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyone. At least you're outdoor riding trails. It's it's similar to riding. When I ride mountain bikes on the trails, I feel like it's similar to a motorcycle. Like same yep. idea. I love it. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's not. They're still expensive, so it's not like you're gonna. You know they. You still have to have a decent amount of money to buy those mountain bikes or buy a motorcycle, so it's it's your the right customer. Yeah, I don't I don't think right. it hurts either. I I don't see that being a negative. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's hard. Yep. All these people, everyone just wants to block everyone else. You know, you can't sell a shirt because they're afraid they're going to spend their last twenty dollars on your shirt. I mm. think if everyone had shirts, everyone they'd buy whatever shirt they want. <laughs> I don't think it's going to block anyone. Yeah, I, I don't get me started. I don't I don't, that. Th- I don't right. believe that. Like. You know, if you let them do this, then they don't have money to spend over here. I, I don't I don't see that. I think that if you had everything available, I think that, you know, if you're going to buy an event shirt, you're going to do that. If you're going to buy a, whatever rider you like, you would still buy that shirt or that hat. Yeah. So I don't, you know, I, I feel like that used to be something that was blocked for a long time. And it's, you know, it's a little better, Feld's, mm-hmm. than, you know, buying stuff. But, yeah, you know, still it would be. You know, someday it'd be better if everyone could sell them right at their trucks. Yeah, I, I've but, you know, like Koya says, they need to open our pits up. Though our pits aren't open to the public. Right, right. So yeah, why yeah. would he buy a spot if you can't even? You know, not everyone comes in. Yep. I, I've long said, like, I don't know how this is all going to turn out, but when you have uh, OEMs that have a million dollar marketing budget and they don't care about making money, and you have Mike Genova and Koi Gibbs and Mitch Payton. And these guys needing to make money because it's their job for us, Butler. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's apples and oranges. It's it's nobody is going to look after everybody because everyone comes from a different angle of what they need out of owning a team. And you know NASCAR guys are all you know self funded uh, millionaires. You know guys that are in business to to make money and they have profitable businesses on the side or whatever. And we don't have that. And for me. To see the long-term health of this thing, uh, it almost needs to go all private or something needs to be figured out because the OEMs, they don't care right now about Koi and Genova, but but they need to. Otherwise, there's going to be 10 bikes on the line. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because when you're, you know, when you're the team, you only care about your team. Yeah. So that's what, that's what happens. Everyone just cares about what they have control of. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, I, that's how it's been forever. Uh-huh. Um. You know, Genova, the guy, it's cool. Like, he uses his, you know, spa step company to fund yeah. a race team. It's pretty cool. He but again, he says he spends a million dollars a year. You have to be a fan. Yeah. You know, you have to be a fan. Yeah. But you like, know, Coy, even, even Coy, he loves it. That's yeah. why he's doing it. He hadn't made money one time from this. He isn't doing it because he's making money from it. Right. Like, it's, it's never, he's never made money doing it. No. He just likes it. As long as we don't lose money. Every year, he'll like it, but that's how I'll make him not like it. Is if I lose money every year. So, um, uh, Coy's one of my favorite people in the pits. By the way, 
<laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he's super honest. Like, you I, know, just I, like that interview, like it's, yeah. you know, as much as I'm like, dang it, I wish he didn't say that or whatever, but it's it's all true. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't true, he wouldn't say it. The only way we will get out of this mess is that people know. Yeah. You know, that's that's yeah. one of the hard things. Yeah. It's like, you know, they see this big old NASCAR team. The other thing people don't know is Koi, it's Koi only. So our race team is Koi. The other business is a family business, so that's totally different. Um, yeah, we yeah. are ran under the JGR umbrella, but our team is Koi only. Yeah. yeah. All our contracts are not through mm-hmm. Jugged Racing. They're, they're through Koi. Yeah. Huh. It's funny. Every time we sign a rider, they're like, what is CRG? I'm like, that's Koi. <laughs> that's, that's, so, see that guy over there? <laughs> that's that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's him. Yeah. So, you know, he, he does love it. Yeah. He obviously, if we did better, he would love it even more. So hopefully, we could fix that this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's um, what we need to do. He's definitely getting. You know, if he's, it, it definitely helps if you're doing better when it's when you're spending your own money. So oh, I know, right? To, um, obviously, yeah. with the passing of JD, and and that's a really sad story. What a, what a great guy. Um, Coy has been moved over to the NASCAR side. And running things there, how has this changed? And we don't see him at the races anymore, which is which just makes me sad because we don't get to hear him absolutely make fun of whoever is standing in front of him. So most times, me. Um, yeah, like people take it bad when they, he messes with you all the time, but he does it being funny. It, it, yeah, like, I've, I got no problem with it. it. It's fantastic. You you understand it, but it comes across like he's right, right, jerky or whatever. But he's <laughs> he's being funny. That's his way of being funny. Yes, he uh, likes to poke fun at people. I think he has a team to make fun of us. <laughs> Right, right. I think that's really why he's had it this whole time. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Um, so, how has your job changed since Coy's been away from the team more, more now in the last few years? Uh, obviously, he's still hands on. I've talked to you about this. He's still very involved with like how the results went and who who the team wants to hire and all the budget stuff and everything else. But what about you? Is it is it putting a, more on your plate? Yeah, there's more, but not not a ton more. I mean, it's just you know it was nice to be able to just walk out walk into the next office and talk to him. That's the only thing that's really different. He's, and not being at the races either, but, you know, he still does, you know, we talk and text and he's definitely, I mean, it's been, I think three years that he's been over there. So it's not, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not anything new. And, you know, I think if he would have started the, the company all about him, the team, it probably wouldn't have worked, but because he was kind of, wanted to be behind the scenes and didn't really want it all about him. I yep. think that's why it's able to continue. No problem. Right. Um, and it's, yeah, it's been, been okay. Yeah. Obviously I'd, I'd like him to be there. That would be better, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm happy. He still likes to, to show up right. the first three, which was cool because yeah. I mean, he's got 36 of his own races to go to. He doesn't need to go to ours. No, absolutely not. Uh, fly racing. I wish ra- we would have won for him. Yeah. Yeah. Really. <laughs> right. Fly Racing Racer X podcast uh, presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars with Jeremy Albrecht, JGR MX team manager. So, you yourself, what since you you moved left, left Factory Kawasaki, of course, uh, very successful mechanic, moved to North Carolina, you and your family to 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 run the program. What's something that has been better than you thought it would be after moving there? I think oh six was it oh six was it thirteen years ago? Um, no, so I I start I took the job after Supercross in '07. Okay, '07. So '08, you guys debuted. Yeah. Mid, um, yeah. What's been something first year? What's been something that's been better than you thought, 
it, this job would, would do for you and something that's been worse than you thought? Um, those are both very tough questions. Yes, that's why we. That's why I get paid the big dollars. <laughs> um, so better than I thought. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess the pride of seeing, you know, everything all put together mm-hmm. is what I what I still like about it. The only thing I don't like about it is all the stress of it because <laughs> you're trying to keep it keep it going all the time. But um, yeah, and it's fun when you hire somebody. It's obviously not fun when you're getting rid of somebody. Yeah, and that's what's really hard in our sport. Is it's so you know the staff we keep around you know pretty good, but yep. the the riders it's it's so hot and cold. And you know maybe they're on like Weston's been on longer like. You know, we we actually probably are more loyal than most, which might mm-hmm. could could bite us sometimes. But yep, um, you know, we we do, you know, we do do a lot of things for sponsors more than other teams, and I need the guys to be more part of the team. So that's why I think we probably lean that direction more than others. Yeah, you mean as far as being like uh, engagement with sponsors and, and hey, I need you to do this. Yeah. I need you to yeah, like yeah. you know, we we do other. Like we would go when we had Auto Trader, we would go to their headquarters. And yeah, do right, do things and do more interviews. Just do stuff more than what maybe a normal OEM would do. Mm-hmm. So, um, I like it. You know, I like all of our guys. It's hard to get close to a person and then they don't do good, and it's all based off results, and you got to get rid of them. Like that's the worst part. Right, that's the part I really don't like. Yep, you got to call. You, be- yeah. you become friends with them. Yep. but you know, business is business. Mm-hmm. They all get it, but that's the part that I don't like about the job. But obviously, when you're hiring somebody, that's the fun part. Right, right. They're all excited to come over here, and everything's great. Mm-hmm. But they all it all ends someday, and that's the that's the hard part for me. You mentioned uh, hiring James earlier. Now you were you worked for him at Kawasaki, of course, and you guys won a shit ton of races. You get him back on the team. He did win, and and there was that, but it ended it ended poorly, and. I don't know if you've ever talked to him since. How? I guess you regret that decision, right? Hiring him just it just didn't work out for either side, and and I'm sure you guys would love to, yeah. to have a do over. I mean, we you know we did talk when I first came here, and we talked about not not doing that, not hiring him because I I just knew that I don't know I just knew what he what it does. Mm-hmm. Any any top guy depends you know unless they're it depends on where they're at in their career. Yep. Like even a Chad Reed, he's been really awesome to us. But I've heard stories at other places. Yeah. Yep. And you know, you, it's just hard because they can wreck a team. So, you know, at the beginning, I thought we, you know, and that's why we've kind of built the teams like we have, not all all in. Mm-hmm. Spend a bunch of money right at the beginning. Yep. Because for one, you can't promise you're going to get the results, and you spend all this money and then. You can't do it. So slowly we've been building it, getting better. Obviously, we all wish it happens quicker. Mm-hmm. But you you have to build it and not just throw it all in there. It's 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 I don't know. It's like the yeah. chicken and the egg. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't really know. I don't know how KTM. I mean, obviously they've done it since you know they had this plan and it looks like it all worked at this point. I don't know. It was as planned out as it looks, but they did do a good job. Huh. And 
I I wish I knew exactly how they did it. Yeah. Because I I would like to model that. <laughs> but you know, we had the trainer thing. I thought would work. Yeah. That was Coy's idea. You know, everyone living here. I, I think that was all things that were good ideas. We just tried to do it too early. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to you know hire guys that had potential but weren't doing it already. So that makes it a little harder. And then, you know, we're always just changing it. Like our, our best years actually financially was when we had Brayton and Grant like that, that yep. caliber of rider yep. works good as a model yep. for us, but any, any higher than that, it, it really makes it tough. Yeah. Like, um, cause you, it's yeah. really hard to change the, cause like, like all the people in our sport, Oh, you, you need to hire this guy. But mm-hmm. that, when you hire this, you know, the top guy, it's so much more money than the mid-range, mid-level yeah, guy absolutely. that could maybe win sometimes. And it, I wish it brought the money in, and it doesn't. Like, it might bring twenty more thousand dollars in, but we spend Millions a million more. or two more. <laughs> How does that even make sense? Yeah. They're like, we would have gave you five more grand if you would have hired that guy. <laughs> well, that doesn't really add up. And we noticed that when Stuart left, there was a few sponsors that tried to renegotiate that I was pretty bummed. I'm like... So you jump on an extra five grand, and now you want a discount because he's not here. It yeah. didn't even help pay the salary at all. Yeah. So it's kind of you know it's kind of frustrating, but that only comes from the industry sponsors, really. Mm-hmm. Um, outside sponsors haven't really. I mean, Auto Trader, Toyota, none of them have ever cared. Yeah. Interstate doesn't care. They they back you know our guys. And isn't it? Isn't it amazing the 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 amount of money these guys are? I, I, look, and I'm not like uh, I'm not a communist. Uh, people accuse me of that, you know, because but I, our guys make our top guys make too much money for they make what baseball players make, like a mid level baseball player make, and you know, God love them and everything else, but they could walk down a shopping mall and not be recognized, you know. And I, I yeah. we're so well, out of whack uh, that way, and 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 I, I don't well, know, you know, if you say hey they shouldn't make that money, they're making what the market bears, so it's not like. Yeah. You know, no you know, one's forcing you know, it. You can only make, same as us, you can only make what someone's willing to pay you. Right, right. So so you're working, usually you're working at the place that either pays you the best or you like the most. But mm. We don't, you know, it's that way for everyone. You you work wherever you got the highest pay, basically, yeah. somewhat. Yeah. For the writers, that's how it is. If they're on your team, you must pay them the best. They wouldn't be on your team. <laughs> they might be worth more than what they're, they signed for, they think. Yeah. But you're only worth what your best offer was. Uh-huh. So I do agree. The problem we have, actually, is I think none of them get – I think none of us in this sport get paid enough for how much everyone has to travel. You know, I wish Coy could make money. He'd yeah. do this forever. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we wouldn't even be talking about this stuff if he was killing it forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the hard part is in our sport, you, you don't make money as an owner. You don't make money doing any of this. So how can you pay a rider a bunch of money when you don't have it? Like that's where everyone's like, oh, the rider should make more money. The top ones, they no, do make no, a, a decent amount. Like yes. it's good. Yep. But then the the hard part is the drop to the next yep. level is, is where there's a big drop. And then after that, it's even a bigger drop. Yep. Then the poor guy that can barely make the main, I mean, he's, had to pretty much pay for his own flight to get there, and he's hoping to make yeah. whatever the purse is, and he's not even going to make his money back. Yeah, it's it's insane the amount. And his goal you know. is to get to, you know, obviously the top, mm-hmm. and and that that gap is is so big, and 
there's so many, you know, it's so hard because there's just so many good guys at the local level. You're like, oh, I wish this guy just got a bike. Like, everyone thinks it's just a bike. <laughs> yeah. You just gave Give him a chance. A Give him a chance. Easy. Right, right. Yeah. They're like, oh, quit wasting, you know, whoever it is. Yeah. Whoever we get, if it's Chad, like, oh, you should have gave a young kid a shot. Oh. Yeah, I've tried it. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, you might take a guy that was going to get 19th, and he might get 18th. Yeah. But you're not going to take a guy that was going to get 18th and all yeah. things first because he rode a good bike. I wish it was that easy. It's not. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Jeremy Albrecht. FlyRacing.com to go check out the new Formula Helmet with uh, all new safety features as well. Better fit, lightweight helmet. Folks at Fly Racing are very proud of this thing, so please check it out on the web right now. And Osborne and Baggett and many others wear it each and every weekend out there in Supercross. It's a long time coming for the folks at Fly, and they're super stoked about it. So, yeah. Give it, a, give it a look-see and see what you think. Also want to thank the folks at Maxis and Alpine Stars, of course, uh, for making this podcast happen. And the folks at Race Tech as well, Pulp MX-19, when you call down there, get your suspension revalved, get your suspension oil changed, get motor work done, get performance motor work done. Guys like Ben LeMay use Race Tech, Thomas Ravenhorse, many, many privateers uh, use Race Tech over the years. And, of course, uh, they've been in the sport a long time. So please use the code to save at Race Tech for whatever you need for your bike. They've got you handled. All right, back to J-Bone. Isn't it crazy how much oxygen and money having a top guy takes? I mean, I'm, I'm around the Kawasaki guys a lot. I've been around you guys a lot. Uh, you know, Roxon, I know people people who know Roxon. Like, these guys' demands on mechanics, practice bikes, test bikes, race bikes, uh, testing-wise, the demands they make, the money they make, it is insane mm-hmm. how much of an ecosystem is around four or five guys in our sport. Yeah. 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 If you make, if you're one of the ones that make a lot of money, you have a whole bunch of people around you that make money off, mm, off of you, the money you're making. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. And, and, and it, you know, it has been like that forever. And I mean, I would say if I'm making millions, I would like to have some people helping me too. I'd do it. <laughs> yeah. Really? Right. Um, <laughs> Hey, so, Going back to your beginnings, NCY days, like your brother Joel, very very fast rider. Um, you you you're a pretty good rider too, from what I understand. And Berlute was working for your brother at one time, which is really funny that Berlute was your brother's yeah. mechanic, and you yours too, I think, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the big nationals, we we would basically hire Berlute to come in and do the like Ponca City, Loretta. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's so funny. Like that. Um, are you happy? Are you are you stoked at how your career path turned out from getting yelled at by Clowers' dad at NCY to 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 you know make it becoming a factory mechanic with with uh, Emig and all of that? Can you believe where you're at now? Yeah, for sure. I actually never really had a had a plan. That's what's crazy about our sport. <laughs> we ride motorcycles and think we're going to be motorcycle stars. Yeah, kind of like Malcolm telling me he's going to be a professional fisherman i'm like well how do you even do that like (laughs) yeah yeah like how do you even start same thing with this it's really hard there's a lot of people want to get into it Mm -hmm. i couldn't even i try to give people advice it's really difficult because it really is right place right time Mm -hmm. you need to be doing the job already which somehow we all were willing to work really cheap Mm -hmm. when we started we made 300 bucks a week absolutely right 100 percent. so and you had you know, you lived with five people in a in a house because you couldn't <laughs> afford to live anywhere. So, 
yeah, he made some sacrifices that I guess I didn't realize would get me to here, but I didn't really have, have the plan and it, it did work out obviously really good, better than I could have thought. Should have probably chose a different <laughs> planned out path, but <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, I like it. I wouldn't tell someone else to try to bank on this no. way of doing it, but no. cause it's not, it's not, it's not going to be for sure. It's kind of like you, you go through and you just earn your spot you know, going through and just like you, it's the same. Who would have thought you're doing what you're doing? Like it's, yeah, no, no. Our I, sport is funny like that. Like it's, it's, you know, who, you know, networking, it, it like it not working, but not being a jerk off, you know, not, not being a jerk off for, for some of it, like being yeah, a cool like, guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, I mean, the people that were jerky aren't in our sport really anymore. Yeah. They don't, they don't keep getting jobs. So, you know, you end up staying around, but, you know, the travel is the biggest thing, and being able to travel with a good attitude is difficult. That's, I think, what is the biggest thing that you have to do. I, You know, I think personality is everything to be able to stay in it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, because you're working within a team, and you're working with a bunch of people, and, and you're putting yeah, in the— you're, you're, get you're mad right. and yeah. freak out, because <laughs> stuff goes wrong all the time. Yeah. So how do you, how do, you deal with that? That's right. really the— but key, but my first job was yeah. Th- I had no plan, so I'm yeah. happy it it worked for sure. My first job was 300 a week, and I had to you know basically I had nowhere to live, and I had to pay all my food out of that 300 a week driving around. Yeah, I had to pay my food too. We got no per diem, right. no hotel. Yeah, I actually lived. Uh, so I lived with Dean because he worked for Button at Suzuki. He works at uh, Cowie now, Dean mm-hmm. Gibson. Yep. So he, I stay. He was Suzuki, so he got per diem. So I would actually stay in his room which he wanted to give me to give him money and i'm like dude you don't i didn't even make any money how can i give you money i pay you rent during the week at our other house and you at least let me stay in your room so that's what we had to do back then yeah and, and so- he let me but he was like all bummed to let me stay in there for free so <laughs> i owe him a, owe him a favor for that at this point yeah really right definitely um, better now though at least you get you know if you're you know now you do get hotels you do get per diem I think most teams. most teams, yeah, most teams, right? Um, I wouldn't say all, but yeah, most. I it, how cool is it that you were able to hire Budman and uh, as sort of a two fifty team manager slash rider coach slash whatever Budman does? Uh, I really like Buddy. Uh, obviously, you know he had great success in arena cross, but then once the once the music starts, you got to find your place as, as a rider, you know, in the industry. And and I just I like how you guys go so far back. And you've been friends for so long, and and you were able to hire him. I think that's really cool. You you gave him a a good opportunity, and I think he's a great guy. And and I, it's, it's kind of a neat symmetry to me that you know you you got Budman under under the tent working for you guys. Yeah, I like it too. Obviously, I've known him since we were on eighties, and we had a lot together. And uh, I actually, you know, his his dad actually trained us when we were younger, mm-hmm. and Buddy does similar things and it's pretty cool to see actually yeah yeah but uh the funny thing is so i i've obviously known him all my life worked for him that was my second mechanic job working for buddy then i almost went to work for him in arena cross actually oh yeah his own team really but i ended up staying in in our sport which if i would have it would have been a whole different path who knows what i'll be doing yeah i'm glad i stayed yep but uh, I didn't really, you know, at that point I did. I talked to him, but not, not like a lot. So then, when we had uh, Brayton on the team, Brayton was using Buddy. Mm-hmm. So then I got to see Buddy work in a working environment, mm-hmm. and he did a really good job. Like I was, 
actually impressed. Yeah. It's funny because I know him, so I'm like, yeah. that's weird. That reminds me how I was when his dad and I that's just weird. kept watching. And then, and then he, you know, he always helped Pike, so then he was around all the time at Pike. So then I had him start hiring. I had Barsha hire him because mm-hmm. we couldn't we couldn't afford to do it back then. But Barsha ended up hiring Buddy, so Buddy did Pike and Barsha, and it was it was working, getting better. And then mm-hmm. Barsha changed his mind, so he did something else. So I was kind of bummed because I, I liked. I thought he was going to really help a right. lot. So anyway, the whole goal when we got the Suzuki deal was to hire somebody like that. That I was that I, something that I think, which we'll see, is something I think we've been missing. So hopefully we could fix these results because mm-hmm. we actually have been you know having the guys ride together more. Which I, you know in the past we didn't. We kind of did that when we had a trainer, but that went away when Stewart came. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the other things that went away during that. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we stopped doing the trainer thing. So now we kind of have, we don't really do their training like that, but we do do everything on the bike we do together and buddy gives them a program. And yeah, I think that's all going to start, you know, working over time here. And we had a, we had a really good off season. That's why I'm surprised that Hill's not riding mm-hmm. that good yet because he wrote great in the off season. And then, uh, you know, in December he went to California and then, I haven't really get him out of California since then, but get him out of California. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not, you know, I'm not sold. That's it either. But yeah, definitely, yeah. I think him being here, riding with everybody, and being on a program, and you know, it's like anything. Like Coy always told me, if if you have a trainer in the gym, because everyone says I don't need a trainer, he's like, but if you have one, you will try harder than if you do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Which is true, even riding. Yeah, if you're riding and everyone's there watching you, and we're there, and we're have all our riders there, you're going to ride harder than you would on your own at the yeah, back in California. Yeah, we got a stopwatch on you. We're we're monitoring everything, all yeah. of that. You know. Yeah, and you can you know you can compare. You know, a lot of times you're like, oh, my times are off, but it's probably the track. But when you know other people are doing the times, and yeah. you know it's not the track. Yeah. So, I think this accountability will will help. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. This right. is the last week that he's out there, and we'll have to see. Um, uh, but I I do think that he has all the the skill. We'll just see, you know, mm-hmm. if we can get it all to come out on the track. But I'm I'm hoping so. I believe that he can do it. When you work for Fro and, and he was the best rider in the world, or maybe, you know, 1A to 1B to Jeremy, um, and you work for mm-hmm. Stu, who was the best rider in the world, I'm taking mm-hmm. it that it couldn't have been any more different, though, right? Like, as a mechanic, did you – it wasn't maybe – it was maybe under 10 years. It was uh, eight years later, let's say, and you're working for the best rider in the world twice. But – Mm-hmm. Personality-wise, pressure-wise, things going on around the team rider couldn't have been any more different. I'm guessing, like just a total different experience for both guys. Um, or the no. pressure, the pressure wasn't there as much with Emig because mm-hmm. when he went to Kawasaki, he wasn't expected to win. Um, then when Stewart came. He was super fast, so everyone expected him. So he would win or crash, which made it super stressful. Right. And, you know, the bikes, I would say bikes failed more then than they do now. Yeah, yeah. You know, things still go wrong, but not it, – it seemed like back then you, you there was a lot of things that you were trying to check all the time to make sure you didn't have a failure. It's not really like that now. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll have a failure, but there's nothing you could have done to see it coming now. Back then, you could, you know, your the ring was catching on the port, and you take it apart, and you're going to see it before you actually yeah. 
lock of your motor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you would look at your rod bearings while you had your top end off or your reeds were chipping or yeah. your head gas is leaking or right. whatever. You know, you usually – it was pretty simple and you, you could – you know, kind of do pre-maintenance and, and get through the races. If you did if you did that, if you just built it and didn't look at it, you were going to have a problem. Yep. But I think now, you know, you put your bike together and you change the oil and check the valve lash and mm-hmm. then, then you know, you'll go a couple races and then you'll do a full rebuild. But it's not like you're taking apart all day to make sure yeah. you're going to make it through the day. Yeah. Not like that. Right. Um, but it is more work when you go to rebuild it. But there's less work at the race, right? Did you did you bond with Stu like you did with Fro? I mean, you and Jeff know, yeah, knew each other from years, yeah, right? Yeah, we were good. But, yep. Yeah, I worked with Stuart for six and a half years, so you know it. Yep. Yeah, we did. He was actually he was cool. He was definitely our our relationship. That that's what was weird. So when he came here, the relationship was not the same as it was when I was his mechanic. So now it's different when I was here because now I am telling him what to do, not just right. working for him, yeah. hanging out with him, uh-huh. you know, siding with him that the boss wants you to do that. Can't believe he wants you to do that. Now it's me <laughs> telling him we need to do that. And so yeah. it wasn't the same relationship we had before. So it was a little, that was different. Mm-hmm. Um, if he would have obviously won every race, it's a whole different scenario. But the hardest thing for – that is that he already did not want to ride the bike to begin with. And we, I wouldn't say we talked him into it, but mm-hmm. the the conversation started actually back then because we were supposed to go to Suzuki. Okay. And then last minute we switched to Yamaha because it's complicated. And the Suzuki deal was not going to, they weren't going to let us do anything. Mm-hmm. And then Koi's like, I don't have a team to not do anything. Yeah, yeah. You just roll a bike over here. That's not why we. I own right. Team. Yeah. The thing he likes is making things, and uh-huh. you know, the easiest thing we could have done back then is went to Suzuki or any of these other manufacturers and had them give us everything and not like, do anything. Like a chaparral, like the chaparral guys. Yeah. That's what they did basically. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They rolled. They brought MC's bike and then they'd roll it over mm-hmm. to the chaparral truck. Like that's what people wanted to do because that's where the trust comes from. So. Anyway, we've had to earn it the hard way through, you know, both manufacturers and ended up letting us do what what we want to do. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, again, it, it takes all the pressure on because now it's all on you. Yeah. So the engines break. It's on us. Suspension stuff's all on us. But that's that's what Koi likes. He likes – that's what they – they have a whole team. That's what they do. He doesn't want to do it the other way. Right, so right. That's just – how we do it and there there was a there was a story one time Bruce told me at Kawasaki Big James and James were getting upset because he, there was a set of whoops at the test track and it was a gnarly set of whoops and he was trying to go through them like faster and faster and Bruce had to pull James or Big James aside and be like they were mad because the bike wasn't wasn't able to do it and they were like that's as fast as you can go James that's it yeah, Bruce said he said some comment like, "Maybe he's too fast for the bike," <laughs> and so they they took that like they had to go ride something else. But yeah, 
That's not what he meant. <laughs> yeah. He just means just because you're willing to go wide open to the whoop doesn't mean the bike's going to do it. Yeah. But we, he was willing. That's the crazy part. Right. Right. Like, we can't make it work so you can go fourth gear wide open the whoops and also turn. Like, it won't it won't be soft in the turn or anything. You know, we can't make the bike, you know, turn well and then also withstand the force of a of a 60-mile-per-hour hitting the whoops, you know? So. Yeah. Well, that's what I that's what I think is funny when riders, you know, they get all mad when their bike doesn't work on the weekend, but their bike got set up that way by them telling everybody what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they all picked what they have on their bike. Right, right. So like that's the hard part. Why? Where is your, where is your part in this? Like you just want to throw a fit, but mm-hmm. you helped us get to this point. Yeah. So yeah. you're just as wrong as everybody else. You know what's. You know what's funny is the Yamaha guys tell me that Justin Barsha has really been great that way. Uh, they feel like he probably on his older teams, i.e. your team, would get really yeah. mad about bike setups and bike settings and, and blame the team a little bit. And they say, like, it's almost like he with this – I don't know if it's a last chance for him, but a, a great chance that he's gotten. He, like, collects yeah. himself for, like, a minute and then will be like, here's what I would like to try instead of – Maybe before he wouldn't collect himself for that minute with you guys, they feel like? Yeah. You know? Well, no, I think a lot of guys are like that, though. I, I think that's the hardest part is, you know, like even I did an interview with somebody else about this. Even us as a team, we are, you know, I wouldn't say we were perfect to Yamaha, but all the things that we didn't, that I feel like we could have did better, I'm trying to do with Suzuki. Mm-hmm. And Suzuki, probably things that they did with other teams, are trying to do things better with us. So yep. in the end, every year you're trying to do better. So you would hope you don't make the same mistakes. And most of the time, the rider, they learn as they go from team to team yep. what works and doesn't work. So that's you would hope that they learn that acting certain ways don't help. Yeah. Like our like I used to always laugh, like I would say, you need more uh we need information, not attitude, because the attitude doesn't fix the problem. <laughs> information need, fixes the problem. We need infor- that's what you should have that on a on a on a greeting card or something. That's actually pretty good. We need information, yeah, not true. attitude. <laughs> right. Yeah, the attitude that just pisses everybody off. No one wants to help you when you act like that. Right, right, right. So uh, um that's that's that is I'm I'm happy to hear that. Like he's actually been cool to us too. We mm-hmm. you know, honestly, like I mean when some of these guys leave. It's not. Yes. They don't end that bad. I mean, he was obviously bummed that we didn't give him a deal, but but you know, we all saw it coming, and he, yeah, he, I think he thought there would be another job right around the corner, right? And when there wasn't, that was the shocking part. Mm-hmm. And he is good. I mean, that's why we hired him in the first place. If I didn't think he could do it, we never would have hired him. Honda hired him because they thought he could do it, which he does at times. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe these all these places he went made him who he is. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong wrong with it. I would hope that we all learn each year and treat people different from your mistakes. Right. Uh, Fly Racing, yeah. Racer X podcast with Jeremy Albrecht. Check out the archives uh, where we dive more into J-Bone's individual career year by year and kind of working up through the ranks and some really funny stories in there. So check that archive out. Uh, I guess to wrap it up, J-Bone, uh, as you mentioned, with Suzuki now for a few years, I, I I've told this story before, but you know, at one time the the, the Yamaha 250F was was not the choice of anyone. Uh, it had an oil tank, it had a mm-hmm. carburetor. There was three entered at, at one of the Anaheim's back in the day. Like uh, two were star guys, and one privateer on a Yamaha chose it. And that's kind of where Suzuki's at right now. Um, they 
They can build it back. they got to build the bike, and they certainly have made some changes to this one. You're going to try to help them with that. Um, there's no reason why they, you know, with some R&D money and some, some, some investment, they can't get back to where they once were. And you guys are trying to help them with it. So how how is that going? How is it working with Suzuki? You have the 250 team now. Um, it's a lot on the plate for JGR. But so far, how's the relationship been? It's been really good. I mean, again, like I said, I think mainly because we appreciate the relationship and, and you know, I think they do as well. We, we're honest with each other. Um, when we lost our title sponsor, we flew out there. We told them, hey, this is going to be tough, mm-hmm. you know, but we will do what we said. So that's what we're doing right now. Um, you know, it's definitely a lot to take on a 250 team with two guys on each coast and, you know, to get a whole nother truck and hire yeah. a whole nother, you know, it's basically running two teams. So it, it, we took on a lot and it's, you know, that's the hard part too. It costs a lot more money to do all of that than what we were doing before. Mm-hmm. So last year was the first year we really knew what that cost because before you're, it's all budgets you're guessing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So now we have, a, you know, we know what it really costs and now we're into the second year of doing two trucks and two yeah. teams and, yeah, it's. I mean, as far as you know, their level. This is the most support we've ever got from a manufacturer. Um, we have access to engineers and parts and you know everything like that. So it's really, as far as what Suzuki's doing, it's great. It's really for us. We need to do a better job on the on the track and bringing in more sponsors. Really, is is our thing that we've been working hard on, and you know they're willing to help right. any way they can and. I, it is cool to see they're doing more in amateurs now. Yep. Um, it is cool that they have a 250 team with us because they haven't had one of those in a long time, I think since Bobby Hewitt's team, mm-hmm. 2012 maybe. I don't know. It was a long time ago. So it's it's good. I, I think they are, you know, doing more. So it's great. We need everyone in the sport. I don't, I don't want to see any drink go away or any yeah. bike go away. I think it's – competition's good. Um yeah, I think that for us they're doing they're doing awesome. It's the best best manufacturer we've worked with. The bikes are really good, mm-hmm. and you know we're excited for even do better things together. And in the future, it's you know every year you get get something new. And yeah, obviously they've been behind on a few things here and there, but it's always been a solid bike. Yeah, I mean that's why we tried to do it I back think, in 2012. They're, I think people forget they just won with Roxon like two years ago. Like I think people I know forget they that. forget for sure. Yeah. Like, well, the bike's good. Everyone wants to say it's, you know, they say whatever, whatever their reasons mm-hmm. are. But every bike, the funny thing is when you ride them, they're all good. There isn't one that isn't good. Mm-hmm. Might be some you like better or one's faster, one handles better, whatever. They all have their strength because that's what they focus on. Yep. But at the level at, at a team, they're all really, really good. And then it comes down to, you know, I guess as a team, how do you work with the rider? I think that's more to me. If I was a rider, I would more focus on what w- the team. Yeah. Not really the bike because the bikes are all good. Yeah. It's like, what do you think about the team? The people that are going to yeah. try to help you. Who's the suspension guy? Who's the motor that type guy? Of thing. Yeah. 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 That's stuff that matters. Well, hey man, thank you for doing this. Thanks for the time on a Thursday. Uh, I'm not sure when this is yep. going to run, but I really appreciate. it. I always tell this story, Jay Bone, and I've told you too, and my listeners all hear it, but. When I was a grease ball mechanic for Birdwell and I fucked up the power valves on my KX250, I was <laughs> nervous about coming to talk to any I needed help and I remember like you were like you were like 
the bomb mechanic, like Oakley ads and Jeff Emig and Fresno Smooth and all of that. And I'm like, I gotta ask this guy for help, and I don't really know him. And you know, you're always cool to me, but I'm like, I gotta ask this guy for like literally help. And you were like, come on in the truck, and you like showed me how it went, what I fucked up, and how to fix it. And I always was like, you didn't have to. You could have just told me to beat it. You know what I mean? I always Man, tell did that. Did I show story. you that zip tie trick with the power valve? Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. 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 You had to take that little cover off. You cut off a piece of zip tie and set it in there, put the cover on, and that's like your stopping point. Then you take the zip tie back out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That was my little trick. Right. Um, <laughs> and I always tell people, like, hey, J-Bone was the, you know, the best mechanic in the sport, and uh, and you took the time to help me out, and I've always been like, oh, that, that means something, I think, when you see things like that happen. And ever since then, I've always uh, liked you, always like talking to you. I, I wish you guys well. Um, it's a fun team to be around. Thanks for, even though I went AWOL on, R, on RM Army, you're still feeding me, so that's very nice. Yeah, yeah, even Wheeler was cool with it still. Right. Right. We're good. Uh, right. So I appreciate the time, man. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with everything, and uh, we'll see you this weekend, Thank man. You. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled the pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. 
stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, as the day-